Welcome to Better Before Lunch. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Lori. And today we are talking about ethical conundrums. Okay, welcome back. First things first. The episode's a little late. Sorry about that. We had some complications. Also, speaking of complications and late... uh, You're pregnant. No. We're still not streaming on <laughs> uh, Spotify or anything. Hopefully, we, we tricked you. Tricked you. <laughs> uh, hopefully, in the next couple days. We uh, we got us. keep a checking. Too excited. Yeah, it took a. We had to do some tweaking and stuff to get it to work right. So keep checking. To get it to twerk. Get yeah, tweaking to twerk. Uh, <laughs> keep checking. It is going up still. Uh, just about everything is squared away, so hopefully in the next couple of days. And we are going to, Better Before Lunch will still be up on Tuesdays on Sebring.com. We are going to be, it'll be Thursdays if you're listening on the podcasting software. Uh, so you'll get an exclusive two-day preview by coming to Sebring.com. It's and not a preview. You get, it's you get the full thing. <laughs> yeah, you get a two day. Some of you just can't wait. So, so if you really want to hear us, which yeah, I mean, obviously, probably you all do. Uh, you'll have to go to Sebring.com. Get that two day exclusive bonus <laughs> footage. Uh, no footage. Maybe, maybe one day. But uh, all right. So on with the show because I'm sure everybody is chomping at the bit. To hear us talk about ethical conundrums. If you don't know what an ethical conundrum is, uh, the trolley problem is the most common ethical dilemma, ethical experiment, thought experiment, something like that. Do you watch The Good Place? Yes. They do it on The Good Place. Yes, they do. Uh, They've also talked about it on several podcasts lately and on uh, Mindfield on YouTube. So we thought, why not us? Why not us? Why not us? Uh, they actually on, What better minds? Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll probably solve it. We, can solve, the, we can solve like, anything. Uh, nobody else has been able to solve the problem. We will. Though There will be a conclusive <laughs> answer when we get done. Uh, I don't know. I am a little bit like cheaty. I've <laughs> saved like 300 cheaty quotes and I just send them out to people with his picture when they ask me uh, things. So not very decisive. For those of you who haven't watched The Good Place, he's, it, ve- he's very indecisive. Actually, now it makes me want to go. I'm going to. Um, <laughs> You're going to go watch? The no, good no. Place. Actually, there's a book, uh, The oh. Moral Landscape, that talks about a lot of it that was kind of good. Now I want to reread it. Uh, so if you don't know what the trolley problem is, the trolley problem is a pretty simple thing. It comes up in like AI and smart cars and stuff when people talk about them, though quite a few people have mentioned that it's a super binary question of like this or that with no in between. So it's actually a pretty terrible question for any well, kind of smart car because right because it's saying if you there could, won't be a situation that is only could, one of two options right or like if you swerve left and you're going to kill one person or you swerve white right and you're going to kill 10 people then you swerve left and kill one 
right? The trolley problem is you're on a runaway trolley. Right, the, which is similar. I was just trying to put it the, on automatic the, cars. Right. The question was, uh, this this problem was introduced in 1967, so that's why they're talking about trolleys. Yeah, I know <laughs> instead of smart tr- cars. Runaway trolleys are not uh, a thing we really encounter, but you're on a on a runaway trolley, and up ahead there are five people tied up on the tracks. I mean, they tied them up? That's crazy. Yeah, and... On the other hand, there is a lever in the runaway trolley that if you pull it, you'll switch to another track. It's like out of a Bond movie. Yeah. <laughs> the other track has one person tied up for some reason. So the question is, do you do nothing and allow the trolley to hit the five people or take an action and pull the lever which will directly result in killing one person. Well, and that's, then, that's but then the they like ethics. But then in. they they add to it, like because you have that, oh, and then they go, oh, but then you find out it's your right. mom. So before we go into variations, person. we'll start with because there are, like you said, there's that variation, and there's other variations. Uh, I found several of them, but you're on the trolley. Well, what do you you, do? you jump off the trolley and kill yourself so you don't have to know if anyone and else five got people killed. Die. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know it. You're dead. Yeah, well, there's I'd... no there's no stress on you. Thinking outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is the answer solved it. Creates the most the most possible deaths in the situation, <laughs> but thinking outside the box. Well, you don't want to if you grab the lever, you have chosen to kill one person. Mm-hmm. If you don't grab the lever, five you've allowed people five people to die. If you jump yeah. out and kill yourself, you don't know what the heck happened. Maybe it stopped before it got to him, but, but you don't have not. to deal with it. It's not <laughs> on your conscience. Uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> it's thinking outside the box. Uh, <laughs> most people will pull the lever. Most people, well, most people think it's ethically more right because only one person dies. However, there are some arguments both ways. If you jump out and throw yourself in front of the trolley would it stop it that brings us to our there next, we go that i can maybe that brings us to our I'm gonna next jump out anyways option. uh so the very first known alternative trolley problem i guess i know a variation on the problem is called the fat man problem you're not on the runaway trolley you're on a bridge and there is a runaway oh, trolley. I think all this is in that book I was uh, mentioning probably. earlier. They're all, they're, they were all from a while ago. Uh, and there's a fat man next to you who happens to weigh enough that his weight will stop the train if he oh, were. Oh, you shove the fat man in front of so, it? Oh, so see, this one's not in the book. So the question oh, okay. is. You're not the fat man, right? No, you're not the you fat just man. See a fat you're standing on the bridge next to a fat man. Who has enough weight to stop a runaway trolley? He's he's a like very if he fat runs man. into it or if he jumps in if, front of it and dies. If he were to get pushed off of the bridge in front of the trolley, he would stop the trolley and save the five people. No, I don't he's think you can jump. do that because then you've actively killed someone, some right. innocent person. I know the other ones are innocent too, but you can't actively choose to kill someone. That's what the because now. 
the same number of people. Now it's a question between does one person die or five, but now you're actively killing somebody to save the five people. You're not no, you making can't a do choice that. between you two. You're having to well, actually. Well, I think making the choice was bad enough. Right. Because you were choosing. Right. You were choosing who dies. You're, and I don't like that either. Now you are. Now you're murdering someone. Right. You're, which in this case, most people then agree not to push the guy. There's a further variation of that same one. You're on the bridge. There's a fat man next to you that has enough weight to stop the trolley. Five people tied up on the tracks ahead. Here's the twist. The fat man is the one who tied the five people up in the first place. Oh, yeah, then you shove him right off. But that's easy. He tried to murder people, so you you kill the one who was trying to kill the people mm-hmm. to stop him them from being killed. Because that's kind of like saying right. somebody's holding a bunch of people at gunpoint and he's going to kill everyone or you have to kill him to stop them. Well, then, then, then okay. Right. Then it's like that you're stopping people from being killed by killing the person who's trying to kill them. Right. But you are killing somebody still. So that's where the more, it's two morally questionable acts of. Right. But it does change it. It somehow changes the good of that person because he was trying to kill a bunch of people. So. Right. That's the only, and the only way to stop that is to stop him. So then, so then that's more leaning towards the one person. Again. Um, we've got one more variation of the same exact situation. Um, two actually, but we'll go. So there's a doctor. Doctor is in the emergency room. There are five people that need organ transplants. With no hope of getting them. Oh, yeah. Oh. And one person who needs a specific type of medicine or he'll die. If he dies, his organs can save all five people. I'm not an organ donor for this reason exactly. (laughs) So the question, the ethical question becomes, the medicine is available. You give the man the medicine. Yeah, there actually are laws. That's about like this absolutely. One. This one, for whatever reason, doesn't even like. Like, I don't want anybody to die because they need organs, but you got to find it from people who aren't dying. This you can't one, kill someone there, to get them. There actually are laws about the specific type of scenario, but it still comes down to the same thing. Do you choose between one or five? And that's why all of this being said. That we just did. Uh, there are actually a lot of people who are critical of the trolley problem to begin with because of situations like that, where choosing the one person over the five doesn't take into account all sorts of variables. You're only taking into account arithmetic, which is not a good way to judge ethics and morals. Arithmetic isn't the only, you can't just say, well, only one person is affected versus five, so the right option is one. It's a pretty uh, automaton way of looking at it. That's that's how they reference it, is that well, yeah, because, I mean, we shouldn't be thinking of just like one or five, one always, regardless, because 
between those those variations of the exact same question, not even taking into account, like you said, what if it's what if the one person on the track is your family member, right? And the five people ahead are strangers. I mean, Most they're somebody's will. family members, right? But I, uh, but even if you didn't know any of them, then one person is somebody's family member, and then the five people are related to someone, and everyone right. is equally important to someone. And I just feel like. We can't make those decisions. Right. And the utilitarian uh, answer is you pull the track and hit the one person instead of five. But like most you people. Jump out and throw your body in not. front of the train and try to save right. them. Uh, try to save everyone. So uh, there's like quite a few people critical of the problem because it doesn't take into account being humans and not being like. A robot that's just choosing math over any kind of feelings. It's it, not letting ethics and feelings go together are bad. You know, you shouldn't just make all ethical choices based on math instead of the good, the common good. Anyway, uh, we're keeping it short compared to some people. We'll move on to the mailbag now. We just thought that'd be a fun. Uh, you didn't say anything of what you thought. Uh, I just made a bunch of right. comments. I didn't didn't really get an option. So what what's yours? Uh, I mean, you absolutely could have. No, you. <laughs> uh, I would. I don't know. I'd probably freeze up. <laughs> I wouldn't kill myself, but I'd well, probably freeze up. With, so probably the five would. You'd end have up being to live with. Uh... But then that that's the answer to the is. I didn't do anything. I was on the runaway trolley and just didn't jump up well, and go kill one person. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If I that's lever, where I think that that's like if you pulled a lever, you made a choice. Right. That's that's the actual ethical dilemma in the situation is the fact that if you don't pull a lever, you didn't make a choice. Well, then but you then go to people the people argue of... that this is why I couldn't go, talk. Go, go, go. <laughs> uh, if you don't pull the lever... You didn't make a choice, but the argument is that by not making a choice, you made a choice. Well, because I was going to say, because then you have the famous case uh, from, I think it was in the 70s in New York where the girl was killed at the phone booth and the entire, not the entire, but a lot of the apartment complex saw her and they all assumed someone else was calling the police. So no one called the police. So she got murdered while people watched her. Right. So that's one of those like, you got to do something kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You can't think other people are going to do it. But in this case, you don't have anyone to lean on. So it's not the same thing, but it's like one of those weird, like sometimes you do have to do something to save a situation. Mm -hmm. But when it's like murder or murder, I don't, I don't know. I don't think Uh, it. Interestingly, uh, Mindfield, they did an experiment with it. They beforehand did give everybody psychological tests and stuff and make sure they weren't going to like freak out freak out yeah but they they like walked them into a trolley the trolley had screens and stuff up and they made them think they were actually in a trolley that was moving weird and made them make the 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 guy was like hey i'll be right back and 
walked so out of the room. So what did the most people choose? Because I feel like that would be that would be the true test. Because you can think you're going to do all kinds of stuff. People chose everything. Some people ran out screaming. Yeah. Uh, like you. <laughs> they jumped out of the trolley. Uh, some people froze because you're making a life or death decision. A lot of people can't do that in a split second. Uh, some people pulled the lever and some people intentionally didn't pull the lever. So, wow. You know what? This is this is not on our moral one, but it is on the what I just said about the the girl who was killed at the phone booth. In my psychology classes, they said what you have to do in situations like that, like if something's happening to you and you need someone to call the police, yeah. you need to point them out. Like you need to be yeah. like, you in the blue shirt, call the police because now you've put some right. sort of like – now it's on them, right. and they'll have that guilt if they don't do it. Yeah, if you're the one being attacked, you say it. Right? Yeah, if you're the one being attacked, then you're you a start calling people. Like you say, gonna... you in the blue shirt, call the police. You in the red shirt, do whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good, do whatever. Do whatever. We don't need you. You, you call the police too in case blue shirt doesn't do it. You in the top hat, jump on one leg. <laughs> Well, I don't think it's fun like that. They actually didn't do it from a murder one in psychology class. They did it from a girl. They did it for like a girl that was. It would be kind of hard in a murder. Drowning. And someone pulled her out and and then said like, you call the police, you get towels, you, you know, get somewhere for a delay. I don't know, whatever, just to have so that people knew what to do. You like that? I don't remember really what the things were that they yelled out, but (laughs) things like that. (laughs) But I could see that because if someone puts that on you now you know that you're it's you or nobody yeah and that yell will be there Mm -hmm. though you still might freeze up yeah what if the five people were yelling pull the lever then the one guy's like don't pull the lever right like you don't pull the lever you in the blue shirt don't pull the lever (laughs) right you in the top hat jump on one leg Ugh, terrible uh (laughs) all right i'm not riding any trolleys i'll tell you that I would say we've solved that problem 100%. You jump out. Well, yeah, you jump out. I'm not jumping. I'm just going to sit there. That's not solved. I solved it. Every, just jump no, out. You caused the most possible death. Well, the I only said I would way, jump forward, and that way maybe I would stop it. The only way you could have But I'll never caused, know if I didn't. The only way you could have caused more deaths is by somehow splitting the trolley in half before you jumped out so that it went down both tracks. Well, that would, that would only cause not if one I more stopped death. It. What if I'm a fat man? <laughs> but then I did. Then I did fix it. You're in it though. How are you going to jump in front of it? If you roll out it? the front. Don't trolleys not have fronts? They have like a windshield, just like break every the other windshield vehicle. and roll on out. <laughs> okay, there's your answer. <laughs> break the windshield of the trolley and then grab all the chairs out and be throw them fat in front enough of it. that you can stop the trolley. Break That's the right. window out. So people then said, jump in front don't of overeat, but you should just in uh, case you ever end up in a trolley. You, <laughs> you're going to be a really quick person to, to do that because yeah. you got to be close enough to see that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Listen. Nope. You solved it. Thank you. <laughs> Cause the most deaths possible. No. Jump out. Get really fat and jump in front of it. Get really fat. Break out the windshield. Jump in front of it. Stop, stop it. the trolley. Hoping that you're big enough to actually stop the trolley because that's not a variable in the original <laughs> question. You gotta, yeah, but you can't Done. always go with exactly what's written. Problem solved. Done. <laughs>
All right. Uh, mailbag time. Would you like to start or would you like me to? You can start. All right. This one is from Alexander. Uh, question is, if you had to pretend to be an artist, what art would you make? I like this question because it's not if you were an artist. It's if you had to pretend to be an artist, what would your what would your medium be? Fart art. Fart. So <laughs> so just fart. Fart art. Fart. Uh, no, but I don't know why when you said that. That's all I could think of. <laughs> it's an interesting medium. <laughs> it would be art. If I say it's art, then it's art. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine going to see a fart, a fartist, and they <laughs> yeah, just got up on fartist. stage and just farted in different like positions? Um, oh, they could do something where like I would almost guarantee like, that there is. One. You think so? Where, I would like, almost somehow guarantee somehow they do something where when they fart, it turns out in colors, like the gas comes out in colors. I guarantee you. I actually, I'm gonna somebody, look it up. I that, somebody has done that or something similar. I. Don't even have a question about it. You don't. You don't even have to look it up because I guarantee you somebody has. Well, they have ones of people drawing people farting, but it's mm. not really the same thing. Yeah, googling fart art is probably not. The, uh, I would do clay because I feel like. Yeah, there's a French, a French one, a French, French guy, a French fartist. Yeah, they call him something else, but. So a French oh, artist. Oh, flagellist. <laughs> I like just shortening French artist to fartist. There you go. And he was, so. Um, I think I would do clay. Just not even, not even like a fired clay. Just raw. Like Play-Doh. <laughs> just like, well, no, I would use the clay that you would fire, but I would never fire. I would be like, no, you can't touch my art because it's still soft clay. That's important to its design is that it remains soft. I think they did like butter art in uh, the Bee in Apartment 23. <laughs> <sighs> or Bart. There you go. I don't know um, what I would do. No, you don't have any. Well, we already heard what you would do. Actually, <laughs> that's now on the record. No, that's not mine. I just that's, thought it. I just thought it I just seemed well, funny. Well, I'm not hearing anything else from you, so that is now interpretive on the dance. Interpretive. There you go. That's probably a more acceptable. It's probably what I would do. Um, just stand there, be like, "I'm art." I feel. I always like, think that's the funniest thing when you see people just like doing something normal normally strange and they're just like but it's art i, I feel like here and i don't move interpretive dance artists are the only ones that i would be sure would know you were pretending they would probably know exactly no they can't know they might i would give them at least a they're all just Passing. being absurd so they're gonna so anybody, half of them are gonna right. when they thought that it was so good that they couldn't stand it they'd be like she's faking because yeah. they were just so impressed at how good it was i don't think anybody else watching would know that you were making it up though i don't think anyone else watching would be sane enough to care if i was making it up if they were watching it sorry interpretive dance artists that listen to the show 
Oh, <laughs> wait! It was the one I chose. Does that, doesn't that doesn't that make it okay that I said it? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, now that all of the interpretive dance artists that listen have stopped listening, what's your question? <laughs> uh, my question is: uh, Do you like to eat at buffets? From Jimmy Buffet himself. Jimmy, it's my favorite artist, Jimmy Buffet. Hamburgers and the keys. That's his song, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Ham- get your keys and let's go get some hamburgers. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's right. <laughs> um, I know how I feel about buffets. Actually, I need to... And buffets. Wait, I need to back up and tell you that this is what kind of art I would do because I'm over here doing it anyways. Uh, greasy fingerprints on your iPhone yeah. and drawing pictures in it. There, I just greasy saw. Screens. I just saw a blank screen, and then your screen came on, and it was your background picture. Oh, you didn't see. <laughs> no. You didn't see that I'm drawing. I'm like, your screen's off still. Yeah, oh, I'm drawing oh, on it in the oil. The, oh, okay. And then I just like, I cover it up. And then you just hold your phone up for people. And I cover it up, it. and then I draw another picture. I just do a bunch of greasy. Oil prints. Oil prints. The first way you described it, I feel like sounds pretty gross. <laughs> I like greasy... it. Just greasy glass. And I just put oily <laughs> hands on it. And greasy then I glass. make oil prints. I like it, actually. There's my stick band right there. That's my that's my medium. Okay. Greasy glass. So... How do you feel about Buffett's? Uh, I think you know. <laughs> I feel I like have a feeling I know. little kids lick spoons and pick up food from the floor and throw it back in trying to be helpful. And people lean over and drop sleeves into mayonnaise. And I'm telling you, only into things mayonnaise. I've seen. Homeless man. A homeless man Into reached mayonnaise. over. Why was there mayonnaise were on like the buffet? Con- okay, it wasn't a buffet. This one wasn't a buffet. That one was like condiments that were out. Well, that doesn't count then. This is about buffets, not right, about Right, but it's condiments. like the same concept. Mm-hmm. The man had like this jacket on that was so dirty. And he reached up over and his jacket dropped down into the mayonnaise. And he got stuff from the back and he pulled it out. And they were like, hey, get out of here to the guy. But they didn't change the mayonnaise. Yeah. So buffets to me I don't are like a lot of condiments weird sitting out because you never know how long they've been. Yeah. Well, so buffets are the same thing. People sneeze, people cough, people have germs, people put their hands in it, people lick their fingers. Well, one good and thing. It grosses me out. If you do go to a buffet, not that you probably ever will, but anymore at least. Uh, if you do go, the best thing to look for is that there are small portions put out, like like two to three portions per dish, because then you know they haven't been sitting there for forever. There are places that do that now intentionally. They'll they'll have the full length, like the big warming trays, and there's just like a couple of things in the middle of it. And the rest of the tray looks empty. Um, And people are like, oh, well, then it's not a busy place. 
but preferably it would be a busy place with small portions out because then that means it's a quick turnover. Everything's coming out, only sitting there for a little while, going back in. I do have two other things to say about buffets. I like buffets, by the way. I'm sure you do. I have eaten a number of buffets in my life. Vegas ones are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. Every food in Vegas right. is amazing. They somehow. don't. Well, and Vegas buffets don't really count in the same because there's so many. Like, there's like five pounds of food gets put out, and then it's gone. Yeah. So. And it's delicious. Right. Two. Because I was once a buffet frequenter, and I went to Golden Corral a lot. I do like Golden Corral. Um, Not a sponsor. I learned a trick that after you overeat, because I would have eating competitions, mm-hmm. after you overeat, you go into your car and you turn your radio up really high, and then you go, oh, like his lap, but louder. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to hurt anybody's ears. Thank you. Thank you. And it relieves the pressure on your stomach from overeating. It seems like it wouldn't, but me and a friend figured this out, and it was like, a savior. So we could still do that every couple days and then just sit in the car and scream really loud. <laughs> like that, like moaning scream. And then it relieves the pain. Health tips from Lori. <laughs> Eat too much, go into your car and scream. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Done. You're fine now. You screamed. You're good. I don't know what it does, but it like it alleviates some of that pressure on your stomach. Hmm. You gotta keep screaming. Oh yeah, until you've digested (laughs) it. Just like not like a ah, but like a ugh, you know. Mm -hmm. So more of a shout than a scream. No, more of a like ugh, like a moan, a really loud moan. Oh okay. It like uses the stomach muscles differently. Okay. Maybe a uh, I don't know. So like a zombie. Uh, Maybe mm, that's why zombies. ah. Yeah, they overate at the buffet. Right, they're all of the brain fay. The brains because they're zombies. Right. Right. So they, too many brains. Yeah. That's why they make that noise. They Turn their many. stomachs. That's you opened my eyes. I always wondered why. Oh, they're full. I'm here to answer all questions. They just they're solve not, all problems. They're not worried about going into their car. They just do it where they eat. Yeah. That's the only difference between us and they zombies. have. They have no etiquette. Right. They don't roll up the windows. Right, turn up the radio. Yeah. Zombies are just rude. Exactly. That's it. Problem, problem solved. Zombie problem solved. Right. Teach now, them if manners. We just, if we could just learn how to get them to stop eating brains, everything would be fine. Well, if they had manners, maybe they wouldn't. That's true. So, then they would know that it's not polite. Zombie problem fixed. Teach them manners. Then they'll go to the buffet. Right. And, and sit just, in their car and moan. The Yeah, they could just, yeah, go to the buffet, have all they could have fried chicken and crab legs. And then go sit in their car. Right. And, and then they'll and they'd be done. good. Nobody's brains are getting eaten. Everybody's friends. Yeah. Though, then they would probably drip into the food. Ugh. And then everybody would still turn into zombies. That's so, mm. you know, win some, you lose some. Well, you hear that? I think I do. It's the TV book club. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Season 8, Episode 7. 
My enthusiasm was curbed. Yeah. <laughs> Lori's Lori was not enthusiasmed. Um I find it okay. Whoops. I find it okay, but it is so cringeworthy. Though that's the point. Right. But I'm but I think that I'm overly empathetic to my TV shows, mm-hmm. so it hurts me too bad. I can do just that step down where Larry David did Seinfeld, and Seinfeld was like like cringeworthy in a funny, lighthearted way. Curb Your Enthusiasm is like they really upped it, and you're just cringing. I mean, I guess if you don't have any care for your TV, like if you can really separate yourself... You can yes. be like, okay, that's funny. But sometimes I just think it's it's too ridiculous. Though I think the gold in the show is really not the main story. I think probably quite a few people agree. Right. The, the main story of each of the episodes really is not the part most people care about in Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's all of the weird little in-betweens. Sometimes they are like a side story. Uh, in the case of this one, it was the waiter bowing to Larry. Right. Um, but all those little, like, just the fact that he was so flattered and then was so offended that it was not a good bow. I will, I will put it back on Seinfeld here for the point of, in Seinfeld, I feel like it was the same way. It's all the little things. But the little things were just funnier to me mm. than they are in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Because in Curb Your Enthusiasm, it is more like stress-related. You know, because he's think... always making such a big deal of everything. <laughs> That's what makes that it's it so stressful. Funny. Well, I know a lot of people love it. It's just That's... for me, it causes a little stress. I, I can watch it. I think the it's opposite. Because not... I liked Seinfeld's main stories better than Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, but they had tons liked, of little things in Seinfeld, I liked too, that were the, funny. the little asides better in Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I guess I'm the opposite, because the ones well, in I mean, Seinfeld saying, didn't crack me up I'm as not much. saying I don't like... I just like Seinfeld, just overall, in general, all of it. But I'm saying it was the same type of thing. They had tons of right. little things happening that were funny, just like Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, obviously, Larry David was part of both of them, so it, it makes sense. The, he wrote them. <laughs> Both right. of them. But no, yeah. I know. But I'm just saying, like, obviously, I wasn't saying he's the cameraman. Um, right. I just don't know. I cringe more in Curb Your Enthusiasm. But it's not like 30 Rock. It's not unwatchable. True. Let me get a letter from 30 Rock. They're going to care that much that I'm bashing their show. Yeah. Like, uh, I know yep. we're off the air, but stop. Be like, no, you're not allowed to ever say anything <laughs> bad about us ever again. You've said two bad things. Done. Small town in Florida doesn't like us. Not gonna happen. So one, a person in the small. Town. Oh yeah, one person. <laughs> Not even the small town. I am the small town. Uh, um, Actually, technically, we're a city. <laughs> mm-hmm. The small city in Florida. Uh, anything else you thought was funny? No. It seemed like. It seemed like at points they maybe were ad-libbing a few things, which whenever I think that's happening, it makes right. me laugh. Whether that's true or not, if it seems like it, I always find it funnier, which is why I liked Quick Draw, just because it was supposed to be improv that I then laugh. Yeah. Because I think, well, you, 
you had to improv this. It's funny. I guess the other the other part that I thought was funny was that Larry doesn't go to lunch with his friend or person that they know because he won't go to lunch with him in L.A., then the guy who's supposed to go have lunch with chokes, and when he goes to visit him in the hospital, he's forced to have lunch with him anyway. Just those Life. those stupid asides are the things that crack me up, that, that it even passed through someone's head to write the story that way, that he should be like, no, I'm not going to lunch with the guy because he never goes to lunch with me. And then everything because of that. Personally, I'll give it four uncomfortable situations out of five uncomfortable situations. <laughs> there were a lot of uncomfortable situations. <laughs> uh, uh, let's let's change it for Larry David's. I'll just we'll give it four. Four ninety degree bows out of five ninety degree bows. <laughs> wow, you had to. Yeah. We worked a lot. You maybe you should there. think these out in advance. Mm, no, it's it's no fun if I do that. <laughs> uh, All right. So next else? week. Next week. Uh, I think we are going to. We may have already mentioned we're going to probably just drop the seasons matching the month because now we're in season nine. There are some ninth season things, but. Yeah, but most of them we've already watched. Right. Seinfeld, so Friends, Frasier. We are, I guess we did already mention it because we've already doubled up on one. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it outside of Lori just mentioning it. That it's supposed to be a fully improv TV show. Yeah, it's essentially, they, they have an outline of what is going to happen. And the then overarching they story. And yeah, the scenes are all improv. Uh, it's on Hulu called quick draw uh so episode one of season one watch it maybe i'll watch a couple extra episodes because i probably won't be able to stop once i start yeah it's a it is a good show i can't remember if the first episode is as good as it gets. um it's the typical like new sheriff in town the first episode is the i'm the new sheriff in town episode. it is a comedy if that's not clear oh but, yeah um he's not really bumbling, but we'll save our information yeah. for next week. Uh, so, quick draw on Hulu, season one, episode one. Tune in next week. Let us know what we'll, you think. We'll probably be talking about season one, episodes one through question mark. one million. So, I'll try not to give any spoilers. There really aren't any. Uh, but we, you should watch more than one episode. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Tune in next week for more hilarity. Podcast at Sebring.com. Uh, check out our Instagram at Sebring Podcast and enjoy your week.